Whether you're a solo traveler or planning a family trip, let Acker Travel Company by Dream Vacations help plan your next vacation. They specialize in Disney destinations, cruise lines, and all-inclusive resorts from all over the world. Acker Travel Company by Dream Vacations, a proud sponsor of the Friday Night Press Box podcast. Our week two in the state of Tennessee is here. Welcome to the Friday Night Press Box podcast, sponsored by Acker Travel Company by Dream Vacations. Big show tonight. Um, we will talk about week week one. Uh, we'll also preview a bunch of games for week two. We also have a special guest with us, uh, with me and John and Coach Spargo. I'm Tim Tal, your host. Um, we'll have a Copper Basin head coach Chad Grabowski with us tonight to talk about the win over Polk County last week and also to preview the upcoming matchup with the Georgia Force. And with being said, the Georgia Force, we will also have Georgia Force head coach Steve Riley on the show. Steve will talk about what the Georgia Force program is. There's a lot of uncertainty about what is a Georgia Force. How are they able to play when GHSA doesn't have uh, games until September 2nd through the 5th? Well, we will talk about that on the show and uh, Coach Steve Riley will answer those questions, um, as well as talk about his team and his expectations for the 2020 season for the Georgia Force Christian Knights. Uh, John, Coach Spargo, week one's in the books. We'll talk about these games, but it was good to have football back last week. It was great to have it, <clears throat> finally. I know we've, we've all talked about it. You know, we've, there was a lot of times we did not think it was going to happen. Uh, John, oh, me and you went down to Benton, Tennessee, um, where the Cougars got their first win since. Who was the coach of the team, John, in Benton? It was uh, a guy by the name of Stone. Coach Stone. Okay, so the Cougars traveled to Polk County. 2002 was the last time they won in Benton, and they got the job done 29-18. to 18. Uh, Bryson Grabowski uh, was our Friday Night Press Box Player of the Week. Um, had a good game through the air and on the ground. Four total touchdowns. Um, leading the Cougars on offense. Um, the Joe Boggs was the defensive player of the week. Um, he had 10 tackles, two for loss. Timothy Fair also had a great game on defense. Um, uh, I was very impressed with uh, offensive lineman Chance Rollins. Um, Chance is also he, – he likes to be on the camera. He, uh, he likes – you could tell he, he, uh, he, he, he's a good kid. He's a really good kid. You could tell he enjoys being a Copper Basin Cougar. Uh, I was very impressed with him, John, and the and the whole Basin team with their 29-18 win last Friday. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Sebastian Blouse had a good ball game running the football. I think he had over 120 yards on over 20 carries and, <clears throat> you know, uh, had a really good night. And, and they kind of leaned on the run game, and uh, Polk didn't seem to have an answer or try to adjust to it. So they just kept doing it and sticking it up in there and, and got out of there with a win, which is great to do in Benton. Of course, uh, Copper Basin uh, has now a two-game winning streak over Polk County. Uh, but that was their first win since 2002. Coach Stone, do you remember that 2002 victory over Polk County? Very well. <laughs> I, I, I could uh, tell you every, uh, every uh, play of it right now, I could rerun that whole ball game. <laughs> you know, I was going to tell you last week, and this slipped my mind, uh, Darren Danner probably – we we talked about it last week. You know, Travis Travis was out of the ball game. Uh, 
he was he was suspended for the ball game, and uh, uh, Daniel Gallion was our quarterback, and he was the up back on our uh, on our punt team, and Danner told him out there we were on about the fifty yard line. I was sweating. It really was. Pope County was ranked number three in the state or something. And Danner uh, called for a fake punt. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I was walking down the, <laughs> the sideline and all of a sudden I hear this, I hear this roar. I was, I was kind of, I was heading down there to make sure we tackled the guy down you know, when he got the ball. But we threw a little dump pass uh, uh, there to, uh, I believe it was Eric Payne. And, uh, you know, but Danner had told him, he said, if it's there, you know, run it. And, uh, you know, of course, we did it. It was very successful and it, it won the ball game for us. But, uh, yeah, that, that was an emotional night. For us, and uh, it always will be. Uh, you you never know. You know, in my years, uh, winning in 1988 against uh, Coach Mullinax when I was at McMinn Central. Uh, you know, ball games like that, Basin and Polk. Uh, that that you'll never forget those. I still have kids today, you know, that'll ask me, you, you remember that coach? You remember that play we ran, you know, such and such. And that, it's something you'll never forget. Brings back a lot of good memories. Uh, coach Stone, me and you went seven and two on the week. Uh, Spargo went six and three. So we're one game up on uh, Spargo. We'll pick week two games in a minute. Uh, we will talk about uh, the week one games we picked. Uh, Rockwood beat Midway 36 to 35 in overtime uh, last week. We all picked Midway. We all we had Coach Ostrowski, the offensive coordinator for Midway, on the show last week. Uh, Coach Ostrowski did his part. He put up 35. Um, I think they scored. I saw him on Twitter. They scored a, uh, a touchdown. I think on the first play of the game. Unfortunately, uh, Rockwood went for two on the first possession in overtime. And they got it, and they beat Midway 36 to 35. Um, other games we picked, uh, we, we all lost that game. Meigs County, Sweetwater, we all picked Meigs County. Meigs County won 27 to 7 over Sweetwater. Uh, Farragut, Bradley Central, we all went Bradley Central Bears. Uh, Farragut uh, in, ended up winning 25 21. I believe there's a few lightning delays in that football game. That thing like it never got started. Um, yeah. I, 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 uh, I was I was uh, live streaming it there and and watching it and they like to never got that thing started. It was one of those deals, lightning strike, thirty minutes, you know, and get about twenty seven minutes into it and then another lightning strike. Well, what was what was funny is me and John were on the sidelines and we we were we were of course keeping up with everything and I just told John at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, we were just starting the fourth quarter. I said we might we might as well go to Bradley and watch the game. And he said, well, it's at fair. Yeah, <laughs> but yep. I was considering going and watching it because I knew. Hey, we, I think we, we were halfway there. Yeah, we we were, but they were they were just in the first quarter. I think when uh, bases and Polk ended. Wow, yeah, that's true. It was well. They were talking about it on the radio, 
about the possibility of coming back on Saturday. And, you know, I, I mean, I know it's interstate from Cleveland to Farragut, but I just, I, I, as a coach, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that too much. No, if you're there, try to get it in. And then you got to worry about ticket sales, refunding tickets, all that good well, stuff. All those schools in Knoxville's got artificial turf. So, you know, if you can get the lightning to quit, you can play football. Uh, next up, East Ridge, Sell Creek. Uh, we all picked East Ridge. They took care of business, 46 to 12. Um, South Pitt, uh, all over Sequatchie, 46 to nothing. Hunter Frame had a big game for South Pitt. And Vic Grider and company uh, well uh, took care of business, and they are hungry for a state title, and they are well on their way uh, to that right now. Uh, Loudon, Greenback, Loudon beat Greenback 41 to zero. We all picked Loudon. Alcoa Blackman, this game was close for a little bit, but Alcoa pulled away. We all picked Alcoa. Alcoa won 35-7. This was the only game we were really different on. Uh, Teleco Sequoia, Teleco won 8-0. Myself and Coach Stone went Teleco. Spargo went Sequoia, uh, bringing him to a record of uh, 6-3, while Coach Stone and I had a record of 7-2 to – start week one our picks here so now we'll get head to week two preview of games um pretty good slate of week two games um we'll start off with the georgia force out of sugar hill georgia and coach steve riley traveling to copper basin uh i'll start us off this this game could be a little bit closer than we think um after talking with Coach Riley, um, I, I, I think I think Copper Basin wins, but I think I think it could be close, maybe for for to, till half, and I think the Cougars will pull away. Uh, but I think it's going to be a pretty good ball game. Be be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm go ahead, Coach. Go ahead, go ahead, John. I, I'm going to go Basin too. I, I think uh, they've got a little confidence after last week and. And uh, a game under their belt, and uh, you know, Force hadn't had a game yet, so I, I think I think Basin by a couple of touchdowns at least. Well, I, I think I think the fact that Basin's got the game and under their belt, uh, uh, it it kind of it kind of changed changed my mind a little bit hearing hearing Coach Riley speak. Uh, you know, you don't, you really don't know what they've got. Right. But uh, I, I'm going to go with Basin. I, I, I think they're, you know, new season, hadn't scrimmaged any. I, I'm going to go with Basin. Uh, as we're filming this on Wednesday night, some of these games are being moved to Thursday. Um, I know this one's being been moved to Thursday. Walker Valley at Bradley. Uh, Coach, uh, Coach Stone, lead us off on this pick. I I'm gonna go with Bradley. I think Walker Valley might be might be a little bit be, uh, a little bit better this year, uh, but I'm gonna go with Bradley. Uh, seemed like they lost a heart heartbreaker up there in Knoxville last week, and I think they'll bounce back. <coughs> Spargo, yeah, I'm gonna go Bradley. Uh, you know, Farragut's got a good program, and they went up there and and played a nice beat. <laughs> I'm with Coach. I think Walker Valley's probably going to be improved this year. Uh, 
but this is kind of Bradley's second rivalry outside of Cleveland. So I think they'll be up and ready to go. I think Bradley. I'm also going to take Bradley. Uh, next game, Megs at Greenback. I got I got Megs County. Go ahead, Coach. That uh, that scared me last last week. Um, you know, Greenback losing forty-one to nothing to Loudon. Uh, wasn't that what it was? Something like that. Yeah, it was yes. forty-one-zero. Um, but I'm gonna go with Megs. Meg, Megs, you know, a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to go with Megs on that one. This one has a chance to be a good game. Uh, McMinn Central at Teleco. Um, you know, it could be another low-scoring game like Teleco had this past week against Sequoia with 8-0. to uh, I think McMinn Central pulls this one out uh, by about 10 points. I'm going to go Chargers in this one. I, I If Sequoia is not real good and, and – you know, Teleco struggled a little bit. I'm going to go McMinn Central. I I was impressed. Um, I was impressed with McMinn's uh, McMinn Central's defense. They they could have lost the ball game. Uh, it could have been worse than the twenty to nothing. But uh, you know, Central looked like uh, you know they just needed to knock some rust off, and it's one of those games like. Polk County and Copper Basin, it, you know, you go in that game and half the time you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, first first drive of the game last week, McMahon's going into the uh, end of the end zone. The kid fumbles the ball into the end zone. McMahon Central uh, recovers. So uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers on this, and I think Coach Davis will have them ready to play, and, uh, and the Chargers will win this one. Next game, Ottawa at Red Bank. Spargo, lead us off on this one. Wow, that's going to be a tough one. Red Bank's, what, triple A, and I think Ottawa is five or six. My head tells me to go Ottawa, but I, I think I'm going to go Red Bank in a very close game. Coach Stone? I have been watching uh, some uh, uh, clips on, on the sports, uh, local sports. And Red Bank looks like they've got athletes all over the field. They look like they could score on any given on any given uh, play. But, you know, there again, just like John said, it's AAA and 6A. Uh, hadn't heard a whole lot about Ottawa, but uh, I, think, I think Red Bank wins this one. I'm also going to go Red Bank. Um, that game is moved to Thursday, by the way. For those for those of y'all listening, that game is going to be Thursday at Red Bank. Uh, next game, Sweetwater at Rockwood. Rockwood coming off a big win against uh, Midway. Sweetwater coming off a loss against Meigs County. I think this 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 could be a very good football game. I think it's going to be one of the best games of, on our on our pick 'em sheet. I'm going to go Sweetwater in this game, even though they're the road team. I think. Uh, I think them playing Meigs County, playing against a better opponent last week, um, will prepare them uh, to beat Rockwood uh, Friday night. I do. Go ahead, Coach. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a wrench in this thing. I'm gonna go with Rockwood. If you've ever been to Rockwood to play football, it's a tough place to play, and uh, I'm gonna go with Rockwood. 
Well, Coach, I'm going to try to get a game back on you, so I, I think I'm going to go Sweetwater in this one. I, I kind of agree with Tim playing Megs last week. Probably uh, got them sharpened up a little bit, and I think they go in there and get a win. I think that's going to be the game of the week. I mean, one of the games of the week here. Yeah. Um, interesting one here, and this one's on Saturday. This one's on Saturday. I think it's actually on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Trinity Christian at Knox Catholic. Trinity Christian is out of Texas. They uh, did the offensive coordinator. You y'all, you guys may have heard of him, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders' son is playing against Knox Catholic, who has a pretty good quarterback of their own, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in T. Martin's son. Um, I think it's going to be ESPN nationally televised game. I believe it starts at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, it's pretty, the conditions, I uh, believe it's going to rain, going to be rainy. Um, but Trinity Christian, that's it, That's who I'm picking with. How can you not pick against Deion Sanders? Well, I'll tell you how you don't pick against uh, Deion Sanders. You do. Uh, I don't know that I could go to sleep if I picked against T. Martin and his son. So I'm, I'm going to go Caden Martin and uh, Catholic. You know, that's uh, that's that's me. Um I, I'm I'm interested in seeing this. I, I really am. I uh, I saw I was scanning a, a website the other day, and and uh, they were looking for a place to uh, to practice. So uh, <laughs> the Trinity Christian was looking for a place to practice, and uh, they I think they're flying in something like uh, Thursday, and uh, so. I want to go with Catholic. I, you know, I, I just I got a feeling. I don't know. I I just got a feeling that Catholic may be a pretty good football team. And that game is on the Watch ESPN app, uh, so you you will be able to see that game. That's going to be a fun game, fun game to watch on Saturday. Yeah, that'll be fun. I believe this one's a rivalry game: Brainerd at Howard um, in Chattanooga. Uh, give me give me Howard Tech. Howard Tech wins that football game. It's at Howard, so give me give me Howard. Um, the news tonight said uh, one of the most improved teams in the, in Chattanooga is the is Brainerd. Uh, and uh, the film clip they had on them, they got athletes all over the place. It, it looks like a pretty good uh, Brainerd football team. I don't know what they did last week, but. Uh, uh, they they did uh, they did look pretty good. Got speed all over the field. Fargo. Uh, I think I'm going to go Brainerd. I've I've been kind of seeing stuff on them as well, and uh, they they usually do have good athletes, but it seems like they have a little more than usual. So I'm going to go uh, go Brainerd. Smart, you kind of you kind of look like you're a little bit far away from the mic. You say Brainerd. Brainerd. Uh, next game, East Hamilton at Saudi Daisy. Uh, Smargo, lead us off with this one. Uh, well, I know East Hamilton's got a good program going. I know Grant Reynolds really well from having to deal with him at Floyd Buchanan. And he's a great dude and a really great football coach. Uh, but Saudi won their district last year. They're 6A. Um, I think Saudi gets it done, but I think it's very close. Coach Stone? I'm going to go with Saudi Daisy on this one. I, I think Justin Barnes is doing a good job of that program, and uh, you know they uh, they look like uh, they look like a very good football team. I've been back and forth with this one. I, I want to pick East Hamilton. 
And I'm going to. East Hamilton. Give me East Hamilton. All right, next game. This 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 is another Thursday night game. Sell Creek at Jackson County. Sell Creek at Jackson County. Uh be honest with you, I don't know nothing about Jackson County. Um Sell Creek happened to travel there on a Thursday. Uh you know what? Give me Sell Creek. I, I think Sell Creek gets their first win of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna go Sell Creek in this one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess that one up. Sell Creek. We'll all go down or whatever. <laughs> all right. Guys, that will uh conclude our uh picks for week week two. Um if that had been girls basketball, I'd have went Jackson County. Yeah. They got a pretty good girls basketball program. <laughs> right, they do. They take it serious over there. We're about all right, well that what was that, Spargo? Where about this at, Coach? Jackson County? Yeah. You really can't get there from here. You, I, I really don't know. I had to go over there and watch uh, Coach Danner's girls basketball play over there in the sub-state. Now, I, I'm, I'm not real sure how we got there or how we got home. But uh, it's over uh, across the mountain, over – behind Bledsoe and all that out in there. All right, now we're actually going to bring in head coach Chad Grabowski coming off the 29-18 win over Polk County last Friday night. Uh, it was the school's 300th career victory and their first win at Polk County since 2002. They have now a two-game winning streak over Polk County. Um, but, Coach, uh, Big win on last Friday night. Uh, talk about what that win meant for you and your program. You know, it's a, it was a big win um, as far as for the program, the 300th win for the program's history. And, you know, just to start off the season against a, a rival, uh, to be able to get a win like that is, is big um, just for the community, for the school, for these boys, um, you know, not being able to have a scrimmage, not be able to have any kind of seven on sevens and stuff like that, to be able to go in there and be able to play like we did and, and uh, be able to, have a win over a bigger school that's a 2A um, school and, and come out of with a victory. It was, that was a big win for us uh, and do two years in a row at their place, not being able to do it since 2002. Um, you know, that, that's a big deal for us. Absolutely. I got to ask you, and, uh, and, and Coach Stone can probably uh, and talk about this too, but how is it like coaching your own son? It's, um, you know, it's a, it's a privilege and, 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 um, you know, it's, it's tough because you have a lot of, you get a lot of criticism. You know, everybody wants to sit there and say you give them, give them favoritism, stuff like that. But I'm the hard, I'm the <laughs> hardest person on him. I, I treat him probably harder than I treat anybody else. And everybody doesn't understand that sometimes I, that I'm harder on him than I am on anybody else. And he, he has to go home with me afterwards and I'm yeah. still on him when we go home <laughs> and uh, he has to deal with that at home. He has to deal with it all the time. He has to deal in the car. He has to deal with it all the time. And people don't realize how much he has to deal with. And, uh, he does a really good job of dealing with it all the time. And, and, uh, but I love it. I love coaching him. I love being around him all the time and um, going to really miss having him around. Yeah. Coach, I know this is a, a different era with, you know, the, all the, the, the COVID-19 guidelines and everything. I was very impressed with, with how you got, you were doing your best to keep your team, you know, separate as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's impossible to keep all these guys yeah. from, congregating and stuff but I was very impressed with how you guys were doing that uh, on Friday night but how have you guys been dealing with 
uh, dealing with all the guidelines and everything. And I know it's, I know it's got to be very uh, very difficult for coaches, but you but you're doing a very yeah. good job. Our guys have done a really good job of you know conforming to what we've asked them to do with wearing the masks and staying separated and understanding that we're trying to make sure we play all ten games in the regular season and. And, you know, we've, we've asked them to, to stay healthy. And if they're not feeling well, to make sure they let us know. And, you know, and we haven't had that, that problem, stuff like that. Um, but the good thing is they, they've, they've worn their masks. They've, they've stayed apart from each other at practices. They're on the game, uh, riding the bus, we were seat, sitting one per seat. We're wearing our masks on the bus. We're wearing our masks on the sideline. We're wearing our masks all the time. You know, we may, may be kind of different than everybody else, but we're going to make sure we get our games in like we're supposed to get get our games in, make sure our guys stay healthy. And I, that's all I've just told our guys. I said, if we want to continue to play games, we're going to make sure we do what we got to do to stay healthy. Absolutely. You're, you guys are doing a good job of that. Uh, John? Yes, sir. You got any, got any questions to ask Coach Grabowski? Yeah, I was telling Coach Stone and Tim a while ago, it kind of looked like early in the game, a little bit of rust from probably not from having seven on seven to scrimmages. Yeah, but then yeah. the second half, I don't know that Bryson had an incompletion in the whole second half. Yeah, I don't think he did. I think I think second half was uh was all, all completed. I believe yeah. you're right. I was impressed too. I, I mean, y'all still took your shots down the mm -hmm. field, but but it was a lot of underneath stuff, and and the run game was working. So you just kind of stuck with that. They yeah. didn't seem yeah. to have an answer for yeah. that. So I thought it was a good game plan, man. I I was I was pretty impressed with everything. Yeah, we took we we uh we stuck with what the, what they gave us, and we just took it. You know, it's it's uh. I, I say it's pretty simple, but you know, with everybody, not everybody does that sometimes. Right, absolutely. Um, but uh, we we try to we try to make sure we we stick with what our plan is, and if, if it's working, might as well stick with it. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. All right. Anything else for uh, Coach Grabowski? You know, I I thought uh, coming into into Monday, I I was interested in. Uh, Seeing if everybody got out of uh, out of the weekend healthy, you know, no COVID um, uh, positives jumping up after after a Friday night's football game, and it seems to me like everybody that I've been following, everybody's come on, come out of it pretty healthy. Uh, yep. I know uh, McMean County, I think lost a kicker last Friday morning, so you know. As a coach, that's got to be tough, uh, particularly at a small school. I mean, you you lose a, a key player on Friday morning in a big ball game. That's going to be that's going to be tough. So, I was I was interested in that in that aspect. Yeah, we've been we so far we've been lucky. We haven't lost anybody to to COVID or anything like that. Knock on wood, we continue to be safe, and everybody continues to conform to the to the guidelines and stuff like that. So, um, you know, so far we haven't lost anybody to that. And, you know, we all hope it's not going to be a battle all season long, you know, and that's – every kid that, that's that's playing football can get to play. But, you know, if the situation does arise, it's truly a next man up mentality. And it's, yep. it's something yeah. that we're yeah, all going to have to focus on for the rest of the season. So, uh, yeah. Coach Grabowski, uh, thank you for joining joining us tonight. And uh, you got anything else you want to say before you go, go out there and finish painting that field? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I appreciate you guys having me on here. It was a good time. Appreciate it. I was just uh, going to say coach. congratulations, Coach. Get that two-game winning streak down there. I appreciate that, it. Thank you, Coach that's Stone. A, that's, a, that's, that's a nice place to win. Yes, it is. It was very nice. <laughs> I always like to win down there. That's a good – it's always nice, especially in front of the superintendent. 
They were always uh, uh, last week after I left, you know, um, I got telling somebody uh, I've been down there when they couldn't find the custodian to open the gate. Uh, oh yeah. The gate was locked and uh, he had the only key and we had just gotten beat and I was ready to go home. And, but that guy had gone, you know, over to the end of town to have a cup of coffee. Oh so, boy. Uh, that gate's always open when you, when you win down there. Oh yeah. They want you out of there quick. <laughs> yes, sir. Congratulations, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Coach Grabowski, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will probably see you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank see you. you, Coach. See you. All right. Next, we will bring in Coach uh, Steve Riley, uh, who will be uh, traveling to Copper Hill tomorrow uh, with the Georgia Force uh, playing the uh, Copper Basin uh, Cougars. Uh, Coach Riley, uh, thank you, thank you for joining us tonight. How you doing? Oh, well, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, Coach, uh, <clears throat> the Georgia Force Christian Knights. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. So we really we just got to ask, what is the Georgia Force Christian Knights? Are you guys affiliated with GHSA? Are you homeschool? You know, it's a people are people are wondering what <laughs> what what the affiliation is. So can you talk to us a little bit about that. So we are a homeschool football team. Um, we were we were established in 2004, and obviously we got our name from the Georgia Force Arena football team. Uh, we partnership with them uh, back in 2004, and then over the years when they were in Atlanta and then in Gwinnett County, uh, we worked with them uh, on different projects, and, and they donated equipment to us in the beginning, and they actually allowed us to use their name as well. So we've just kind of been using it the entire time. Um, we, we'd like to say we give kids an opportunity to play Friday night lights that they wouldn't have otherwise. And that means the kids that are homeschooled, the kids that go to a private school or a Christian school that don't have a football program. Um, uh, so what we're trying to do is, is essentially make this as much as high school football as possible in the aspect of a Christian organization, meaning they're going to get the gospel every night. You know, we pray with them. We, we talk about, you know, just like any other coach would, we talk about life situations and, and the yeah. good thing that we have is we're able to continue to, to share the gospel with them where, where a lot of public schools aren't able to do that. That's great. That's great. Um, five and five last season. Uh, what are your team goals for the 2020 season? Well, with, with everything that's going on, kind of like what Coach Grabowski said, we want to play a full season. Um, we, we're, we're rebuilding a little bit, but we've got a lot of skill players back. Um, we're, we're developing some young linemen. So, you know, the beginning of the year may be a little, a little challenging with some opportunities to grow. But I, I think, you know, with the coaches we have and the guys that we have on the field, putting in the time, putting in the effort, putting in the work, I think, you know, towards the end of the season – We'll be coming around. Hopefully, we'll hit our stride when we hit to the Panama City National Tournament and uh, go try to play for a national championship. So, last year, you guys played a few uh, local teams up here in Murphy and uh, Robbinsville. Um, yeah. How was that experience, especially Murphy, you know, a traditional uh, powerhouse? Of course, Robbinsville actually had a very good year last year. But how was that experience playing uh, two, uh, two very good North Carolina high school football teams? It, I, I, I really think – it, one thing is we come out healthy. That, that's a great thing. Um, the games are, are very good for us in that our kids get to see, you know, that really elite high school football at a level that we can play at. Um, you know, we, we, 
we didn't match up very well with either one of those teams. They were much bigger than we were. They were, they were faster than we were, but our kids never gave up. I mean, you know, they just, they played hard, proud of the way they played. They never gave up. Um, you know, we just, we just got out athleted, you know, they just had the, the athletes and, and had them in more numbers than we did, but it was a great experience. Both great teams, both great coaching staffs. Um, you know, we, we were set to play them again this year, but COVID happened and schedules got to get changed around. Absolutely. John? Yeah, I'm curious, Coach, uh, and, and I'm sure other people that are going to hear this are, are going to be curious. What's a typical ske- uh, practice schedule for you if you've got guys coming from several different places and, and where are you kind of based out of? And, and uh, just kind of take us through that. So we're based out of Sugar Hill, Georgia, uh, which is a suburb of northeast Atlanta, um, just west of Buford, which is where the Mall of Georgia is. Um, we have kids come from mo- mostly Gwinnett County, uh, but we do have kids come from Hall County, from Forsyth County, from Cherokee County, from Athens County. We've had them over the years, but but the most of our kids will come from that Gwinnett County, uh, Forsyth, and then Southern Hall County. And Typically, what we do is we practice from 5.45 to 8.15, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. We don't practice on Wednesdays because we like to give the kids. That's when most uh, churches do their youth groups, so we let our kids go to their youth groups on Wednesday night. So realistically, in the, in the uh, preseason or the, you know, the fall, we call it summer camp, we practice four nights a week, about three hours a night, which we don't even really get the three hours because a lot of times you've got kids that are coming from – you know, something going on and there's traffic in Atlanta and they don't get there until 6.15 or so. Um, so we, you know, we just, we just try to make it work as best we can. And, um, you know, once season starts, we're practicing two nights a week. So we're getting one night for offense, one night for defense. And then we have Thursday night, which we call our game plan night. Nice. And we go through all our special teams and all our offense and all of our defense game plan for the, for the game on Friday night. Good. You mentioned you mentioned the homeschool tournament uh, in Panama City. Uh, can you talk about that? How that works? So they've been they've been putting that on. Hank St. Dennis has been putting that on, uh, and his you know his uh, group has been putting that on since about I believe it's 2005 or 2006. And when we started out going down there in 2006, there were eight teams, I believe. And this year or last year, I don't know how many teams there are this year, but last year there were 32 teams. Uh, from all over the nation. There were, there were teams from Louisiana, teams from Texas, teams from Missouri, teams from Oklahoma, teams from Indiana, teams from Virginia, from Georgia, um, from North Carolina. I believe there was one from North Carolina or South Carolina. I'm not sure which. Um, so there, there's, there's teams from all over the country coming down and, and playing in that tournament. And they separated out basically, you know, by the ranking system that they use with max preps and some other things. And they, they, they rank you know, they put them in 14 brackets. You go down there on a Wednesday, you play on a Thursday, the first round. Winners play in the national championship game. The losers play in a bowl game. So you're guaranteed two games when you go down there, and they split it by division. So division one is the top tier, uh, the top four teams in the nation. You know, then you got, you know, your, your tier two, tier three, tier four, all that. And each one of those tiers are playing for a national championship. So it, it gives our kids where we don't have a, a traditional state championship or playoffs, it gives our kids something to really – goal for put a goal for towards the end of the season and something you know other than their per game and personal goals it gives them something to, to play for at the end of the season gotcha. that's that's cool that, that that's yeah. interesting very cool <clears throat> yeah coach stone you got anything to ask coach riley 
I don't. I, <clears throat> you guys asked the question. I, I, I really, <laughs> I, I didn't know uh, what what they were all about, uh, and and that's very neat. Um, you know, to to be able to do that and be able to pull from so many areas and to get them to play together. Uh, that's that's very uh, unique. Great opportunity to go play against people from other states uh, later in the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to get to follow them throughout the year and see how they're doing and, and see, you know, the, one of the good things we have is, is like what you guys, you know, public schools have with coaching clinics and all that. We kind of use that as our once a year coaching clinic. We go down there and meet with all the other coaches and athletic directors from around the country to see how they're handling the homeschool area, you know, homeschool in their area and how they handle fundraising and they handle kids, you know, having to drive from different areas because the one thing we don't have is the brick and mortar school. So we don't have the kids there at six o'clock in the morning doing weight training and we don't have the kids there in school and, and then right after school and, and everybody in the same spot. We have to have that, um, that dynamic kind of practice area to where everybody comes in and, and you know, it, 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 we just make it work. That's, that's, that's a very interesting coach. Uh, well, uh, Best of luck tomorrow night, and uh, we will probably see you on the sidelines. I, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday. We're releasing on Thursday, so not, right, not, no to, not to make sure your game's <laughs> – not to make sure you got to scramble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Um, but uh, best of luck, and uh, anything else you want to add before before uh, before you leave? I just want to – just, you know, thanks for, for having me and letting us get our name out there and, you know, talk about homeschool football a little bit because – you know, there's a lot of kids right now that are dealing with COVID that, that there are many schools that are doing uh, virtual school that don't allow their kids to play sports if they're not actually in school and stuff. So it, it's good to let kids know in this area that there's other options out there to still be able to play sports, whether it's football or basketball. You know, we have we have a full cheerleading set of 23 cheerleaders that are going to be traveling with us. So, you know, they'll be they'll yeah. be down there cheering and leading the fans and they'll do a halftime routine. And, you know, it's it's the real deal. And. We just want everybody in our, you know, to know that, that homeschool football is for real. It's not, you know, <laughs> kids going out there and throwing the ball around. We, we treat it as much like high school football as, as much That's as possible. Great. Yeah. That's and, great. and, Coach, you will probably, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, you may be the first Georgia football team to play a game in the COVID era, if I'm not mistaken. With all the Georgia high schools, GHSA affiliated, kicking off next week, you may be the first Georgia team in the state of Georgia to actually play a football in during the COVID era. So I think that's something wow. pretty cool. That I'll is pretty you, interesting. I, I I don't know of any other Georgia team that's, that's played. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I've heard some some um, like North Gwinnett I think is playing tomorrow night or Thursday night. Um, um, some middle school games or something like no, that. No, actually, I think it's their varsity. They they actually so with their with the rain where we practice that we practice on a city field. With yeah. the rain, they don't want to tear their practice field up, so they come out and practice before us. Yeah, I'm sure they're probably just like a quote-unquote scrimmage, but, like, you know, they can't right. actually play games until, like, next, right. next Wednesday, beginning with a Corky Kell. So, yeah, that's that's something pretty cool. I think you guys may be the first Georgia team to actually play games. So that's pretty cool. I'll take it. When I heard him here at Sugar Hill, I thought, oh, I started shaking. <laughs> spent, spent yeah, definitely games. not North Winnet. <laughs> spent two ball games at, uh, at Buford in my career. <laughs> oh, wow, ball. yeah. Yeah, Isaac, Isaac Nottie got the best of us one night, didn't he, Coach? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a good program. Buford, Buford is a very good program. 
They are. They really are. All right. Well, Coach Riley, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, say travels up to Copper Hill, and we will thank probably you. be uh, probably probably see you on Friday night. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, Coach. thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. All right. Bye. And there you have Coach Steve Steve Riley. Uh, that was very cool to sit down and talk with Coach Grabowski and Coach Steve Riley before their games uh, tomorrow night. Uh, be a should be a, should be a fun one in Copper Hill. I'm just glad. Uh... You know, I'm glad we're still going in week two. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to Georgia getting started, you know, next week. Uh, can't, can't wait. Get all those guys guys on board. Um, I just hope it continues. Just keep on pushing on. We will pick some Georgia games next week. It'll be a good time. Um, real excited for week two. Um we don't officially have a quote-unquote game of the week this week, um, but uh, we will have a game of the week next week. Um, it will be the uh, it'll be a Georgia game of the week from the Friday Night Press Box, where the Fanning County Rebels will travel to Blairsville to take on the Union County Panthers. Um, very excited for that matchup. I know Union County um, has had a lot of a uh, lot of hype on the preseason. Uh, it's being ranked as high as number four by Matt Stewart with the GPB. They did, however, lose a lot. I know they lost their quarterback, Pearson Allison, and a few others. Um, I know Fannin's really hungry, uh, dropping down to double A. Um, I think that's going to be a really, really good ball game. That will be our game of the week. There's some also a lot of good Georgia games next week. We're going to have Gilmore County and Pickens County. Um, every game in the Corky Kell Classic is going to be very, very good. Um, so, a lot of good games and Sell Creek and Copper Basin play, and you can you can make an argument right there that that game right there is for a home playoff game. I absolutely agree. So I mean, uh, next week is going to be a fun, fun, uh, fun, fun time for all of us. So that will uh, that will conclude uh, week two. Hope everybody stays safe and uh, just be careful. Take care.